Welcome everyone what to up, Young up? Adult Catholics, a <laughs> podcast for young adult Catholics. My name's Janelle. I'm Daniel. And I'm Can. And today our topic is going to be cohabitation. Before we go into that though, we're going to start off with a prayer. All right, guys. Um, as we always start every prayer, in the name of the Father, and the Son, Son and, and the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. <coughs> Dear Lord, just thank you for another beautiful day of life. Thank you for um, our faith. Thank you for uh, giving us the opportunity to grow in a relationship with you every single day. We pray for every single person who's listening, whether it's our family or friends. Uh, thank you, Lord, for putting those people in our lives. And uh, thank you for that, their support of our podcast. And just praise you, Lord. May we just um, serve you through this podcast. And um, St. Michael, please just protect us. As we say, St. Michael, Holy the archangel, archangel defend, defend us in battle. battle. Be your defense against the wickedness and snares of the devil. devil. May yeah, God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. Amen. All God's angels and saints, pray for, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, 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 welcome, everyone. So, today's lovely topic is cohabitation. What is cohabitation? Cohabitation right now is a very popular thing amongst our society. It's um, people who live together, who are engaged in sexual acts prior to marriage. Um, today's we're going to be going into why as Catholics we don't believe in cohabitation. Um, we're going to be debunking some of those um, myths like, oh, cohabitation helps with marriage um, oh cohabitation is more affordable and um, we'll go into all of that so I'm just gonna start off first by saying there was um, Lisa Wales she's a sociology professor at the University of Chicago um, in 2000 she did a study on the National Survey of Households and Family she used the data from there um, specifically the National Health and Social Life Survey and basically what she found was that those who who cohabitate are less likely to have successful relationships. Um, going more into the details on the data and whatnot, I'm going to pass it to Kayan. Hi, y'all. So, um, quick statistic for y'all. 70% of couples who are married, uh, oh, let me bring that back. 70% of um, couples who divorce cohabitated. Now, that's huge, especially in the society where about 50% of marriages nowadays, um, or over 50% actually, end in divorce. And that's very, very unfortunate, mm -hmm. especially for families, especially for kids, and especially for the individuals who um, partake in that. And the reasons for that, um, there are several. As Janelle said, we're going to be going over them. But... One thing that I do want to bring up is um, in my social psychology class before, I, brought, I mentioned that before I took that class in the past when I talked about um, a research on um, relationships and how long they'll last. Um, it's called introspection. So again, in my social psychology class, my professor told me um, about this like alarming statistic. And what she said was that one of the main reasons um, why people do it is for convenience. But little do they know that, sure, in the short term, it seems great. Like in the first year or so, um, you're, you guys are figuring the, out these exciting things and stuff. But in the long term, they tend to realize that there tends to be a decline. 
I'm not saying that every single relationship is like this. It's different, sure, but there's a big popular trend about this, and it's something that we really need to address. Um, so what my professor said was that when people cohabitate, um, most of the time, right, if they decide that um, cohabitation is great and they like the person that they're with and they want to spend the rest of their life with them, they get married, sure, but they end up getting divorced and one of the correlations with that is that they did something that was already outside of the social norm or something that's already dysfunctional in a relationship, he quote unquote dysfunctional, um, that it seems okay to break another social norm, which is marriage, um, by divorcing. And as a result, she was saying like, as one social norm seems okay to break, more social norms seem to be okay to break too. And as a Catholic student taking that class, I was just thinking about, you know, it's another way of saying sin piles upon sin. It's, it's like yeah. the temptation and the captivation of sin grows stronger and stronger as you do it. And Satan literally just tries to keep on blinding you from not doing that sin. So as a result, like divorce seems okay. And yeah, so that's one of the big alarming things about cohabitation. And I'm going to bounce it all over to um, Daniel now to talk more about um, his thoughts. Yeah, I, l I love what KN brings up. Um, <coughs> the devil's really good at that. Um, he's good at lying to you. And then what he teaches you is how to lie to yourself and think that that's okay to keep doing. And then most of us know we've all probably lied once at least in our lifetime. And so what can happen is a lie turns into two lies, into another lie, and another lie. Before you know it, you're in a deep, deep hole, and it's really hard to get out of it. Um, <coughs> so, yeah, really just going off of, you already broke one norm of you're not supposed to live with each other. That's something that's sacred, that's meant to be mm -hmm. something special, and that fruit of your relationship is only meant to be um, enjoyed within the sacrament of matrimony between a man and a woman. Um, and so really, the devil just wants you to enjoy and have fun without any punishment or recourse. He'll tell you all the good things, but he doesn't tell you any of the consequences. And, and you end up paying for the consequence down the road, maybe 10 years into your marriage, 20 years, maybe in a couple months. You don't know. Um, but th this is one of the ways, one of the many ways the devil tries to confuse people, lie to people, deceive people into thinking that what they're doing right now is not going to hurt them down the road. Mm -hmm. And that's with any sin, not just this, but it can happen for a guy in pornography, like, oh, I'm just going to masturbate once, and then here he has years down the road of masturbating. Like an addiction. Yeah. An addiction, right? Or, um, you know, it could be something where it's like, I'm just going to lie to my mm -hmm. mom once, and then you start establishing this relationship with your mom that's not based on truth and trust, and you just think you can lie to your mom or whether it's a professor and, you know, you're cheating in class and he, you haven't been caught yet, so there's no consequence. It doesn't matter. But everything comes back to bite you in the butt. And it might not happen on this earth. It might not be a consequence here. You might scathe it. But when it comes to Judgment Day, when you die and you're in front of the Father, he's going to bring it up. And he's going to be like, well, why did you choose that? Why did you choose your will against my will? Um, so, yeah, it's just one of those things where if you continue to choose your path, it's not going to be a path that's what God wants, obviously, and it's not a path of virtue, and rather mm -hmm. a path of lust or deceiving or lies. Um, and so really, 
It's it's not normal because for a good reason. It's not normal to live with someone before marriage for a good reason. There's yeah. a reason why the, the Catholic faith teaches that, to protect you. Um, so, yeah, do you know yeah. any thoughts? Um, yeah, I was, <laughs> sorry, I was going to say, uh, when it comes to the lies, I know that kind of just reminded me of, like, when people say, oh, it's just, a, like, a white lie. And it <laughs> it's like, there's no colors to lies. <laughs> I remember a priest said that. Um, I <laughs> right? Right? <laughs> um, I, you know what I was thinking of, though? Like, right? And I, sorry, you, you, man, you guys were going in a roll. I was like, yes. Um, there was one thing that I realized, um, and this happened, and I'm sorry, the person who's listening to this, if you feel like I'm calling you out, but I'm calling you out. I already talked to this person anyway about it. But um, I feel like if you know... <laughs> <laughs> I feel like if you know that it's wrong, like you have this feeling, and if you're defensive about cohabitating, that already shows you that it's wrong. Sorry, my words are a little mixed yeah, up. Yeah, and that's mm -hmm. his pride. Yeah, 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 yeah. just like thinking right. So um, I'm going to start with one debunking first. Um, a lot of people say that <clears> – sorry, cough. <laughs> a lot of – oh, no. Coronavirus. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's my throat's dry. Uh, <laughs> a lot of people do say that, oh, we're cohabitating to save money. Um, well, first of all, well, actually, no, we have to go back to the fact that cohabitating doesn't have any agreements to it. See, when you're married, right, you have this sacrament of marriage. It's the sacrament before God. God never breaks his covenant with his people. Um, you'll always hear that. It's the people who break the covenants with God. And, and right. for the people who don't know, what what is a covenant? A covenant is like a legal, <laughs> not legal. It's like, um, okay, so there's a contract, right? A contract mm -hmm. is like a legal binding. Mm -hmm. Can you want to see like So when it comes to covenants, covenants are different from contracts yes. because contracts is an exchange of things, mm -hmm. while covenants are an exchange of people. For example, an oh, exchange <laughs> of um, people with God. Um, or mm -hmm. an, another example is like when it comes to marriage. Um, okay, oh, is it on? Okay, uh, I think, <laughs> I think <laughs> so. Yeah, I see the green light. It's still going. Marriage. <laughs> Um, that's an exchange of persons. You're exchanging each other's selves so that you could become yeah. one. While a contract, for example, like you're buying a house, you're exchanging your money for a house. So that's the difference between a covenant and a contract. Yeah, so um, it was explained to me before. We were all in. So as we mentioned in our other episodes, we all were in the same youth ministry, CFC Youth. And then we, when we went to college, we all ended up going to the same job. Well, one, first, the same college and then the same job. And then we also joined the Catholic ministry there, which is called Focus. And I remember when um, my Bible study leader, uh, Malia, shout out to you, you rock. Um, <laughs> when she was explaining, you know, the covenant, it's, that's what they did in the old times, the marriage. Actually, maybe it was, it was my other one. Okay, sorry. My other shout focus. out to Bible them as theory. well. Shout out to everyone. Shout out to you guys. You guys help so much. <laughs> yes. Um, oh, yes. Titan Catholic. I don't know if there's a symbol for it. Our our, <laughs> our thing was like the we're, elephant. We're elephants. Oh, yeah. the Titan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Um, so <laughs> they were explaining like how before in marriage, like there is a reason why when you go to like a wedding ceremony and if you haven't, I'm sorry, <laughs> um, but <laughs> when you go to marriage ceremony, there is two sides, right? The groom side and the... And, um, the bride side and so this is related to back in the days when there would be a covenant between people is that you know it would be one tribe with another and they would go upon the altar um and that's where they exchanged the covenant um and i think we have a guest speaker who wants to want to say anything about that we have a we have a religious studies 
major over here who wants to comment. <laughs> you can. OJ, AK. OJ. Janelle. He's Thank behind you. the scene right Ask now. Thank you for helping Medina. us out. Yes. Anyway, so going on to that, basically, it's a covenant, right? An exchange of people, with, which is what Kayan said. So when it comes to marriage, that's a covenant. That's a sacrament. And when you have, that's my home phone, when you have cohabitation, um, there is no contract in that. There is no covenant in that, which means you can break it at any time. So let's start off with the financial one. That's the one I'm going to talk about is um, when it comes to financial, people say, oh, it saves money and whatnot. But at the same time, there, people in the relationship don't really have a responsibility to stay in that because there's no, there's no sacrament. There's no covenant involved. So if they wanted to, they could say, you know what, this is getting too expensive. Let's leave. And not only that, what I read was, um, are you really – are you really going to save just for a short time and ruin what should be a lifetime, which is your vocation, which is marriage? Like, are you really saving in the end, saving money when you're losing your vocation, when you're losing that marriage? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I think um, just it might sound drastic for some people who don't hear too much from the faith, but you might be saving money, but you might, you might lose your soul. And, and so what cost is it worth it? Um, and then I think so much of society now is subscription, subscription, subscription. You got Amazon Prime, Netflix, Hulu, Shopify, or Shopify Spotify. Um, and like, so we're just kind of getting trained to get a subscription. If we're bothered with it, just cancel it. And there's no repercussions. You know, you'll get your money back yeah. if you already paid. And that's the same way you can almost view it as this. Yeah. There's no punishment. Uh, well, at least we might think there's no punishment when we first sign up for this relationship. We, mean, we might think like, oh, yeah, you know, it, I'm just going to get with them. It'll be fine. And if we break up, you know, it's not a big deal. But in that breakup, oh, man, <clears throat> I'm so thankful to be Catholic. And, and uh, it makes breaking up so much easier because think about it. Like, say you have a same you have an account together, checking or savings. Say you have a couple subscriptions together. It is so tough to break up itself. And then you have to do the other worldly stuff to, like, like, oh, how, who's going to pay for the subscription afterwards mm -hmm. and this and that? Who's going to take care of that? And who's going to take care of this and that? So then the monetary side starts getting, uh, adds the, the sadness and the stress of yeah. a breakup. The breakup itself is already tough and hard to cope with. Yeah. So I'm so glad in my one experience that yeah, I'm glad that we're both Catholic. We never lived together and that it made the breakup. It was still tough, but it made it easier since we weren't living together. I'd have to find a new place afterwards. I didn't have to worry yeah. about these subscriptions and whose credit card is still in what account. It just makes it so much easier mm -hmm. to break off. Not that Catholics are looking for the easy way out, but rather this is the true way to end a relationship. This is a true way to start a relationship. This is a true way to continue a relationship. Mm -hmm. Something else that I want to say, um, as someone who is in a relationship, I can totally understand it's so tempting to want to live with your boyfriend or girlfriend. I totally understand that. I personally, like, desired that for a while. Like, I wanted to be able to live with my boyfriend because I love him so much that I want to wake up to him. I want to see him in the morning. I want to make breakfast with him, you know? But, <laughs> yeah, but what... I've come to understand now is that are you entering this relationship because you want um, someone to spend time with or just company with? Or do you, are you in this relationship because you want a lifetime partner? Do you want someone who um, is going to be your, not for, 
I, I won't say you're forever because that's too cliche. And honestly, like we all die at some point. But what <laughs> I'm saying is that or do you want someone who's going to be your life partner? You know, when it comes to cohabitating, going back to the statistic really quick, um, again, 70 percent of um, divorces started out as cohabitating relationships. And something that I forgot to point out was that when you're in a relationship and when you're starting out fresh and for those of you who say, like, um, I want to cohabitate with my partner because I want to get to know them better. <laughs> we talked about this earlier. Yeah. Um, when you say that, are you in this relationship because you want to get to know your girlfriend better or boyfriend better? Or are you in this relationship because you want to get to know how their sex life is, how they do well in bed, how they, mm. like, <laughs> how you want to, um, like, see how hygienic they are. You would be able to still be able to see aspects of that throughout your relationship when you're just dating. I'm going to be completely honest. Like, for example, okay, I'm sorry to, I'm sorry <laughs> to do this to you, babe. But um, <laughs> sometimes <laughs> when my boyfriend picks me up, I can tell he didn't brush his teeth, oh. you know, because he's trying to give me a kiss. I'm like, babe, I don't want to kiss you because your, your breath does brush not smell teeth, good. See, that's teeth. an example. You can learn their hygienic level just through that and help them learn how to improve those those certain qualities you know but i'm not gonna break up over i'm not gonna break up over that with my boyfriend i i've heard relationships break up because of like he leaves the toilet up or he doesn't put the toilet paper the right way or i noticed that he doesn't <laughs> wash his face before he goes to sleep like those are not reasons to break up those are Things that you would find out when you're married and you would be able to, like, converse about that, communicate about that, and then in the long term work on that. Mm -hmm. But when you're in a relationship and you're dating, you want to get to know who they are as a person. Like, know their middle name. Know what, they, what their favorite color is. Know what their family is like. Know how they are as a friend, as a sister, as a brother, you know? know how they are during the times that count. And that's the issue with cohabitation. It, it leaves that all out in a way that's pure, in a way that's raw. Because when you're in the relationship and you're cohabitating, you're trying to be the best you. you know? And then when you enter marriage, you realize that that best you actually isn't you in your natural habitat with them. Um, so yeah. Any thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I was also, when you were saying that, there was just one thing I wanted to point out. It's like, okay, we're talking about how, um, you know, you people are getting into cohabitation to see how they live. Well, first, I just want to remind you guys that when you get married in the sacrament of marriage in the church, you get graces. And you get graces such as the virtues of patience <laughs> to be able to deal with stanky breath or <laughs> the person <laughs> men leaving their toilet seat up. Also, guys, please put the toilet seat down. All right, it's just easier. It's just, right, it's just right. more hygienic. Um, but then not only that, it's like when people say that they're going to cohabitate just to figure out the other person, that's limiting. That's not unconditional love then. Mm -hmm. They're just, they're making these conditions. And it's like, okay, so, so there's a limit, you know? Like there's a limit, which is why it's different in marriage because if you're in the sacrament of marriage and you have that grace, guess what? You're going to learn how to deal with it because there's no way out. It's marriage. It's a, it's a covenant. It's a sacrament. Um, with 
your spouse and with God. So, you know, it doesn't make sense why would people, like, I totally don't understand that, too. It's like, why are you limiting yourself or why are you having these hindrances to see how that other person is? So really good point on that, because I don't I don't know. People don't live together. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I think with (coughs) Janelle made a great point with the conditions. I think if we have that mindset, so many people won't get married because they're just being ultra picky and, and they're choosing the wrong reasons like Ken was saying, wrong reasons to break up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like what you really should test a man or a woman or your significant other is like on their beliefs and how they live out those beliefs and how they choose to love themselves, love God, and love others around them. Um, that says more than simple stuff like, you know, he didn't brush his teeth or he's not on time to class or whatever maybe he or she um those are the things that really you should be studying and like watching your significant other and then also the times where like they fail and you give them criticism and how do they respond to that you know they take your criticism mm-hmm. and they make effort to change or they continue to fall back into the the same habitual things that they're doing addictions shortcomings whatever it may be uh, those are the things that you should be paying attention in your future spouse, um, and not the little petty things, because those are the things that God will let you get through through the graces of matrimony. Um, I think the beautiful thing that the devil loves to distort, he's the greatest distorter, is we want the, the human world, the, the human humans in this world want what God can give, only can give, but we try to do it ourselves. Yeah. Uh, and, and we try to do everything ahead of time, and we're so impatient. We want things now. We want to experience sex before marriage. We want to feel how it feels. And it's like, think about how much more better it is to know that your spouse, your your wife or your husband waited for you, that you're the first person they did it with, that I'm the first person they did it with. Like, Amen. there's just so much more graces and goodness that can come out by waiting. Just yes. wait. But we want now. We want it now in our way, our terms. And then if we don't like it, we'll throw it away. It's like a tissue. Just use it once, throw it away, you know. And it's like, why are we just using people instead of, mm-hmm. like, um, I think can, uh, I think it was Culture Project that posted it, but you yeah, shared. Yeah, like, ab- it says, like, right? people, aren't, people aren't meant to be used. Objects aren't meant to be used. People have their own intrinsic dignity, worth, and value that cannot be taken away because they are a child of God. And that's something that needs to be understood. People tend to use each other. They try to separate the bodily from the spiritual or the bodily from the mental or the bodily from the emotional. You're an integrated person. Mm -hmm. You are an integrated person. And it's natural for if a person that you had sex with and you break up with them, that it's going to hurt. It's going to hurt you Mm -hmm. emotionally. It's going to hurt you mentally and physically because you lost you 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 lost something whether like not just like you lost your virginity but you lost a part of your own history a part of yourself a part of your past and that's why it's gonna hurt same with cohabitation when you cohabitate and you divorce or you cohabitate and you break up you lose something and it affects you because you are an integrated person people are not meant to be used objects are meant to be used and one quick thing before i let janelle go is the opposite of love we always think is hate, but the opposite of love is use. And the devil wants you to use people 
and, and, and even use yourself, abuse yourself, whether it's, you know, overeating, you know you shouldn't be eating and gluttony, you know, but the devil's like, no, just keep going, just keep going, and he does, he does that in all aspects, whether it's lust and masturbating, whether it's greed and like, let me just keep trying to make more money, I don't care about other people, like it's all about me and how much I can profit off people, so the opposite of love is not hate, but use. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, to make a comment about that, um, ooh, kind of lost my thought. Sorry, I was trying to k- go on Can. Yeah, you know, it, regarding spiritual warfare, first, um, and I actually shared this with uh, Can's. Can has a single adult ministry in a her parish. A young adult Christ within yes. us. Christ within Shout us. Um, <laughs> I just gave them a talk the other day, and something that I learned from Census Fidelium, which they're on YouTube, so be sure to check them out. Um, one of the homilies was talking about, um, you know, demons, exorcisms, and they said that, you know, because the devil can't be like God, because the devil can't touch God, the devil's going to try to hurt God's children, which is us, and that's what's going on. Um, I know in this episode, you know, we're touching basis on premarital sex, we're touching basis on marriage. You know, the main point of this is cohabitation, but it goes into so many aspects of our lives. I mean, it's theology <laughs> of the body, which you'll hear us bring that in our YouTube talks all the time. Um but we, we wanted to show why it's not okay. And for those, we know people who are cohabitating. We have talked to people personally who are cohabitating right now. Um, if you truly love that person, they'll be worth the wait, right? That's what, um, I'm sorry, I forgot who said <laughs> earlier. There was, was a lot of information going on, but they'll be worth the wait. Yeah. Um, they'll be worth it. So if it's about convenience, well, guess what? Then just get married. What's, what's holding you back? What, because mm-hmm. you want a big grand old marriage? It's all about, it's about the sacrament, okay? Yeah. It's about the sacrament. Um, you don't have to have this huge, if that's what you're saving for, and then that's why you guys are together, like, what matters is your sacrament before God, that your hearts are ready. Um, and for those who say, well, I shouldn't care about the Catholic Church and what they say about my private life, shut up. <laughs> sorry, reason being, reason, sorry, they, you'll see, learn our personalities through this. Reason being, <laughs> if you see our, if you see our society today and the, the, the family is the nu- the nuclear family, right? They say it's like the foundation. You'll see that our country and our world is going into shambles because we're losing this foundation of the family. Um, and this has to do with the fact that, one, it starts with the cohabitation. So you may think that, oh, it's my life. I can do whatever I want to. Guess what? It affects society. It affects everything as a whole. It affects your future children if you do have children because then they'll think that marriage is not a sacrament. They'll just think that living with their boyfriend or girlfriend is okay. Um, it really bleeds into the whole of society. Um, it's so easy to be selfish and think about ourselves and our happiness, but we don't realize the pathway that we're setting for people. And that's the pathway we're on right now, which is why we're even talking about this, you know? Mm-hmm. Because so many more couples are cohabitating. Um, do you guys have any further yeah. com- you, you We can keep going. I, I mean, um, what's it called? I just think so much of what we do really affects affects others more than we know especially sin sin doesn't we can have our little private sins that we think are private but what it starts to do is starts to change our character which then changes how we treat ourselves which then changes how we treat others um so it starts with you and your relationship with god and if that relationship isn't right then your relationship with people on earth aren't going to be right um and so Mm. it's so vital that you are right with God, you're right with his church, 
you're following his teachings and living them out because what you do and say can and will affect everyone around you, both negatively and positively, either or. Um, and so it's so important that you live a life of Christ, that you try to imitate him as best as possible. And we can't, because we're not perfect, we never will be, but it's our duty and our salvation always and everywhere to give you praise and thanks. And in doing that, live our life for Christ. Amen. Um, something that I just wanted to keep on, that I wanted to mention that we've mentioned in the past episode is instant gratification. When mm. he was going on and on and on about how we want things now and mm -hmm. we, it's like a used issue, you use it and then you give it away. Instant gratification, that's another, cohabitation is another example of that because you want to know now. You want to know before the whole marriage, before the sacrament, because it's going to take too long or convenience-wise mm -hmm. or money-wise, whatever the reason, instant gratification. Mm -hmm. And that's something that our world sells to us, mm -hmm. but not something that heaven sells to us. Mm -hmm. Remember mm -hmm. that. And oh, man. <laughs> because of that, um, last thing that I just want to say is for all of you who are cohabitating right now, I know that it's hard. It says, like, in so many research studies that it's so hard to break up with someone because you've invested so much in them through cohabitating or by being in a relationship that's so intimate. It's hard to break up with them. Mm -hmm. But I promise that the graces overflow. Mm -hmm. I promise that they are worth it. I promise that you won't be heartbroken for the rest of your life. It seems that way the minute that you do it or for, mm -hmm. like, the first year or two years or however long. But... It'll be worth it in the long run. And there and if someone is truly worth it, they will be worth the wait. Mm -hmm. So before Daniel closes, I just want to say that if you want, um, we're going to be expanding more on a lot of the topics that we mentioned in this podcast. Um, if you want to comment, um, say anything, just feel free to do so below. But I'm going to pass it to Daniel to wrap us up and close off. Yeah, um, just to finish off with uh, Kian's last comments, I just think, in the moment, things don't seem like they make sense. They hurt a lot if you guys break up. Um, but in the long run, we've got to think investment. In our, we're saving for heaven. In the long run, that pain is going to be so minuscule. And it'll be worth it because you'll be glad that you broke up with that person. And mm -hmm. you'll find someone who's truly willing to wait. And, and that's what it's all about. So uh, if you guys like this episode, follow us on uh Instagram, Instagram <laughs> uh, subscribe or whatever the heck it is on Spotify, subscribe on um, YouTube. Mm -hmm. um, and to all the family and friends, um, this who is needs our to hear this. Yeah, who needs to hear this? Uh, all the people who've been listening and all the people that we got support this week, this is our first episode um, together. together <laughs> that, that for the people who can't see us. But this is our first episode together, so that's awesome. Praise God for that. <laughs> and um, this is the first episode that we are. We've had our Instagram made, so that's awesome. And we've got like 100 followers on there. So praise God for all those blessings. Thank you to all the family and friends who are listening to this at home yeah, or in the car you're on the way to work. Um, thank you for all the positive feedback. I know I've got positive feedback. Kian, Janelle, um, thank you for interacting with Janelle through her polls on Instagram. We really appreciate it. And like Janelle said, if there's any questions or comments, something you want us to delve into in the next episode, let us know. We're always available. Um, so for that, we'll just end off uh, this episode with another St. Michael because we truly need him as we say, well, in the name of the Father, Father Son, Son, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.
Saint Michael, the archangel, defend us in battle. Be our defense against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke and we humbly pray. Do thou, Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. And so invite our blessed mothers, we say, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. And all God's angels and saints, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. All right. Thanks, guys. Thank you guys for watching. Peace. See you in the next one. <laughs>